Hello, church. It is good to be in your home or wherever you are at watching this. I pray that you have readied yourself to hear the Word of God and to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you, to mold and shape your hearing so that when you hear the words that the Holy Spirit is saying to us today, that you will grab a hold of the truth and let that truth set you free. Before we get started, it is very important that I say a few words to the church family and all of our friends listening. To all of our church family of color, I love you. I do not pretend to understand the feelings and the emotions that you are feeling today with all the things that have taken place. Mr. Floyd was a senseless murder. Those that had murdered him must go to jail. We need to pray for his family. I'm praying for you. We also, so that you understand where we are coming from as a church, we are going to pray for our police officers. Because that 1% doesn't match the other 99%. But I'm thinking about you, and I have been thinking about you. But I, again, do not pretend to understand. But I desire to allow God to show me the love so that you will be impacted by the emotion and the feeling that I have towards you. May the Lord just bless you with great insight. Let his heart overwhelm you during this time of your hurt and great despair. Shall we pray? Father, we come before you in a time frame of our land that is devastating. But Lord, in coming to you in the name of Jesus, we understand that you are a great God, a loving God, and a caring God. And you are a God that can take the very despair and hurt for generations of a people and mold and shape them and bring them into a place of seeing you in this situation. Lord, I pray for government officials that can literally move in and make changes. But Father, I pray that honor would manifest to all people. And Lord, I proclaim in Jesus' name that your will will manifest at the conclusion of your answer. And we give you honor for that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. And remember, we the church love you. I want to give you a test. In the series we began a while ago called God is What? What I want to do is kind of just go over this, and, and maybe you can remember uh, the titles of, of each week. Last week, we talked about that God is sovereign. The week before, we found out that God is justice and God is mercy. The week before that, God is omni. Omni, omni means all. 
omnipotent, omniscient, and he is omnipresent. This means he is all power. He is all knowing, all knowledge, all present. Then we found out that the week before that, that God is good. And then the first of this series, we talked about how that God is a person. You can actually go on our webpage, myvcc.org, and you can literally go and listen to those over and over and over and over and over. Uh, Because when you know God, you know this. We've talked about this. Many of us shared, uh, you know, on the phone, and we've seen each other. But the reality is, you know that our God is an amazing God. Today, we want to talk about that God is a holy God. Turn your Bibles to Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4, and we're going to show you some things about God is holy. But let me say this. The holiness of God is the attribute of attributes. God's holiness is mentioned in the Bible more than any other attribute of God. The word holy appears, watch this, 637 times. 637 times in the Bible. There's another reason uh, it's mentioned so many times, and the reason is found in Revelation chapter 4, verse 8. And let's look at this, and we're going to spend most of the day talking about this passage of Scripture. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 8, it says, The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying... Now, the statement that they do not rest day or night is really important. And we need to recognize, in speaking of God who is holy, we need to recognize day and night, these four living creatures do not rest. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So when do they cry, holy, holy, holy? When do the living creatures do this? They do it day and night before the throne room of God. So the question is, do they rest? Do they stop? No. See, the four living creatures are saying day and night, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come. Verse 9, notice the word whenever. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him, watch this, whenever means forever. So they've been crying, holy, 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 forever. Why is that? Well, we're going to find out. So 24-7, this is happening before God. Verse 9, again, whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders, oh, there's another group, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever 
and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Let me share this with you. Thousands of years before John wrote this, Isaiah the prophet had a vision. It's found in Isaiah 6. Isaiah saw the Lord and the living creatures were crying out, Holy, holy, holy. So thousands of years before, Isaiah sees the very same thing that John sees in Revelations 4. So when your eyes, watch this, this is what I want you to recognize. When your eyes are opened to heaven, what heaven is all about, there is a continuous chorus going on called Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Now, it's the only attribute of God, watch this, each time it is mentioned, three times, and in the literal language, it literally shows it that it gets stronger. It starts with holy. That's why you heard the inflection of my voice. Holy, holy, holy because of something that is manifesting in what they are seeing and experiencing about our God. Now, where in the Bible does it say, good, good, good is our God, or faithful, 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 justice, 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 mercy, mercy, mercy? It doesn't do that. No other attribute is repeated. This is the only one. Why would they repeat this? Well, let me show you. Because God is holy. He is so far separate from sin. He is so far opposite of evil. He is so perfect, and he is so pure. See, the four living creatures and the 24 elders, with just a glimpse of God, their response is, Holy, holy, holy is he. Each time the elders get up, (laughs) they look and see who God is, and they fall back down. They do that for eternity. Church family, you need to understand, this has been happening Eternity past, eternity present, and will happen eternity future. I believe the reason they fall down is because when they get back up, they see something they've never seen before. Because God is so holy, they could never see all his holiness with one glance. Think about that, church family. Think about that during this time frame in our society. Think about this in the time frame of your home, where it seems like a lot of things have been pulled up by its roots, and you're trying to get us reestablished again, and, and we're, we're reestablishing things, and we're, you see on the webpage that we will be opening up on June 21st, 
that we will be reimagining Valley Community Church, and we're going to rise up in that. But I want you to recognize that you have a God that there is no end of God's holiness, His grace, or any other attribute. Grasp this thought. Even those who have been in heaven with Him for all of eternity still see something new in who God is. The vastness, the greatness, the holiness of God is so huge. Here's the title. He is what? He is holy. He is so great. Each day, there is more of him to see. Each day, there is more of him to experience in your personal walk with him. Yeah, he's separate from sin. He's separate from any evil. But we've found out this same God that is so holy is a God that loves you and wants to have intimacy with you in relationship. So let's look at the scripture again and let's just kind of see more of what uh, John is trying to tell us. Revelations 4, 8 again. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. The Lord God refers to his sovereignty. We talked about that last week. Lord God Almighty, Almighty refers to his omnipotence. He is all-powerful. Who was and is and is to come refers to God is eternal and always has existed. He exists now and will exist in the future. There is no end to him. It refers that God is infinite, no end. No bound. There is no limit to your God and my God. That God never changes. See, God is holy. Now what does that mean, God is holy? Holy in the Greek is the Greek word hagios. H-A-G-I-O-S. It means to set apart, completely separate, pure, and morally blameless. The Hebrew word for holy is kadash. It means to be set apart, cut apart, or fully separate. God is completely separate from all sin, from all imperfection, and from all impurity. So in understanding that, and what the, the words are telling us, to be pure is there is no mix or mixture with God. What does that mean? We never have to worry about God doing the wrong thing. Oh, church family, how many times have you heard people say, well, you know, God did this and God, no, no, no. God's not run by what goes on with man. God is run by himself. He's complete in himself And we have that privilege we learned last week to be able to pray and to intersect with him in that intimacy and prayer and to move the hand of God. We never have to worry about God having bad thoughts and acting on it. God is completely pure and completely spotless. Think of the many people that think that God is this ogre God that is up there ready to slap them around. 
God is separate from sin. Sin does not move him. Your wrong decisions, your wrong statements does not move him. His word through prayer moves the hand of God. So the question is, have you ever known someone who had great gifts? They had great ability, but they didn't have any character. Yeah. Let me make this statement. God has perfect character and will never go off the deep end and act on that deep end and basically eliminate us. God is completely pure. He's completely holy. He's blameless in all of his thoughts and all of his actions. Even when he destroyed the earth with a flood, he sent a prophet to the earth for a hundred years to explain there's a flood coming. (laughs) But no one listened. Man's sin does not blemish or diminish God's holiness and his ability. So let me tell you in the Bible, and this is not a full list, but I just wrote some of it down. Let me tell you in the Bible what is holy. His name is holy. His power is holy. His temple is holy. His spirit is holy. His covenant is holy. His promises are holy. His city is holy. Even his ground is holy. That's why he said to Moses, take your shoes off, for the ground you are standing on is holy. See, the reason why it is holy is that it is set apart for the purposes of God. I'm going to say that again because of what I'm, I'm wanting to transition is that, did you know that the Bible says that we are to be holy? The reason why it is holy is that it is set apart for the purposes of God. God action, God's actions are holy. His words are holy. His angels are holy. His people are holy. His kisses are holy. Bottom line, everything about God is holy. Remember the definition of that. Well, let me read you uh, in Habakkuk chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. Are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We shall not die, O Lord. You have appointed them for judgment, O Rock. You have marked them for correction. You are of pure eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on wickedness. Why do you look on those who deal treacherously and hold your tongue when the wicked devours a person more righteous than he? See, the problem in us understanding is holiness is not understanding another attribute of God. See, we're needing to look at this and say, this is who God is. He is what? God is holy. So here it is. God is absolutely, completely perfect. Meaning God has no sin, no fault, and absolutely no chance him being wrong. I've even heard people preach, well, you know, sometimes maybe God's just wrong. He's called me to this or called me to that, and he's just wrong. No, no, <laughs> he's holy. 
To us, see, this is why we do this. To us, perfect means the highest degree of excellence. He threw a perfect game. That's the highest degree of excellence as a pitcher. But you can't put that definition on God because when you say highest degree, you then say God can be measured. God's perfection cannot even be measured. God has complete fullness and lacks nothing and cannot be measured and has no blemish. 1 Samuel 2.2 says, No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none beside you, nor is there any rock like our God. Isaiah 6.3 says, And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Then after that, and and you can read it later, Isaiah says, you know, I'm a man unclean, with unclean lips. The Bible says that God sends a seraphim and he touches them with a hot coal and he purifies his lips. Let me tell you this important truth. For us to get to the place, what Isaiah said next, what did he say next? He said, here am I, send me. I will do what you want me to do. For us to get there, there are three visions we need to have. What do I mean by vision? What I mean is is that you recalculate your thinking. You begin to see things because the enemy is wanting to tell you there's no way you can do that because you know you're not perfect, because you know you have blemished, because you know you have sin. All that's true. But see, Jesus Christ, we already learned what Jesus Christ did for us. So you have to recalculate your thinking. So here are the three visions. We must see the Lord in who he is. He's perfect, holy. We then need to see ourselves in who we are before Christ. The Bible talks about rags. Well, actually, it's so bad, (laughs) it says filthy rags. Here's the third. Then we need to see ourselves in Christ where God has totally removed our iniquity. God is holy. We, we relate with a holy God that is perfect, that is pure. And then the Bible tells us that we are to be holy too. See this so clearly. So again, we need to see who he is, holy. We then need to see ourselves before Christ. And then we need to see ourselves after Christ. We are in Christ. If you are in trouble... You just got bad news and you're facing a tough situation. Sounds like today's day. There is an answer to all of that. There is an answer to the pain that each one of us in our church or even in the world are feeling. We need to enter the presence of God because you will see him like the four creatures and the 24 elders and then see your situation compared to God in the light of his holiness. That's why the three visions. You need to, we need to never back away from those three things. I'm not talking about, you know, because the Bible, you know, we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We were a sinner saved by grace, but now we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
And we need to continue to remind us of this in understanding the holiness or holy is our God. See, there's a story in the Bible where sin entered the presence of God and it tells us what happened to it. In Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1 through 3, it talks about the sons of Aaron. And I I can just imagine, you know, when the Trinity was uh, writing this down and, and giving this to Moses, Leviticus 10 says, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me I must be regarded as holy. And before all the people I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Notice Aaron held his peace. His two sons just died. Now, a lot of times we we have a tendency, you know, I mean, there are stuff we do wrong, and that's why we have 1 John 1, 9, that God's faithful and just to forgive us when we confess it. But we just always, we go to the extreme. We always want to say that Aaron's boys were just awful. Well, I'm sure they made a lot of mistakes. Read Leviticus 16. I'm, I'm getting to a point here. Verse 1, now the Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they offered profane fire before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron your brother, because God was so concerned about Aaron because he just lost two boys, not to come at just any time in the holy place inside the veil before the mercy seat which is on the ark, lest he die. For I will appear in the cloud above the mercy seat Thus Aaron shall come into the holy place with the blood of a young bull as a sin offering and of a ram as a burnt offering. Let me just say something, and you're not going to hear this teaching in many places. God did not choose to kill Nadab and Abihu. God's holiness killed the sin within them. I'm going to say that again. God's holiness killed the sin within them because God's holiness, his presence, cannot be around sin. God said, don't come into the most holy place with sin. Notice there's a holy place and a most holy place. The most holy place was where God's presence was. But go there with the blood. He's speaking to Aaron, What do we go there with? In the name of Jesus, in the covenant blood, that we go there with God and we can spend time in the holiest place with God, in his presence, in that secret place. God didn't get angry with Nadab and Abihu. God was just there and sin walked into his presence and died immediately. We all have sin, and I can say this, you know the, the New Covenant understanding, but we're covered by the blood. So go to him and let him deal with your sin. If there's, there's anger, if there's unforgiveness, is there all kinds of things that are going on in your home and life, all these things that are happening, 
go to the Lord and, and bring the blood of Jesus Christ with you, and God's going to be able to remove that sin. Holiness, listen, holiness vanquishes sin just like light diffuses darkness. Holiness vanquishes sin just like light diffuses darkness. Sin can't live in God's presence, so stay in God's presence and his anointing will break every yoke and whatever sin that is there is trying to wrap its ugly arms around you his presence will break it. His anointing will break it. If depression is wanting to climb all over you because of the things that are going on, his presence, get in his presence, get in his holiness, and it will break it, it will remove it, and you are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I think it broke God's heart that the two sons died. See, because we don't know who God is, God is what? There's a tendency to always bring them down to us. Bring them down to man's righteousness, man's justice, man's thinking. That's why God said to Moses, please go and tell Aaron when he comes in, come with the blood. The blood will vanquish the sin and he, Aaron, will live. Every day they offered sacrifices once a year, they went to the Holy of Holies and offered up a spotless lamb. So listen closely. All that changed when Christ came on the scene. Here's the big question. What does it mean that God requires me to be holy? God's definition of holiness is he demands that all of his laws are kept perfectly at all times. But First Peter 1 says, but as he who called you is holy, you also shall be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. But pastor, I, I'm not perfect like God is. God's living inside you. See, the first aspect of holiness is higher than you could ever see. The second aspect of holiness is to be set apart. Here's how you walk in holiness with God. You are in Christ. You are in his righteousness. But to walk holy on this earth, how can I do that? I can choose to set apart from the world and uncleanness and choose God to become born again. Now, this is going to blow you away. Brothers and sisters, you are declared as holy because you are believers. This doesn't mean you're morally spotless and blameless in your conduct. No, it doesn't. I mean, we see today. We see in churches. We see at work. We see at home that <laughs> we all have that struggle because of the flesh. What it what it does mean is you set yourself apart for God. You're born again. You're growing. You're getting in the Word. You're journaling men. You're journaling with Pastor Dan or you're uh, you know, doing it yourself. 
Ladies, you're listening to Dr. Mila and to Terry. You're, you're moving in OSL discipleship. You're, you're allowing yourself to be faithful uh, to the messages, and you're in the Word of God every day, and you set yourself apart for God and His purposes. Why do you do the things that you do? It's for God. It's for His kingdom. You set your family apart. You set your decisions apart. But pastor, my, my, my kid's grown up, and he's not doing it. You set your family apart for God. You set him there, and you just say, in Jesus' name, my son, my daughter, he will walk in this holiness too. Before you make a move in anything, pray and give it or set it apart for God. Anything that I do, I say, God, this is yours. I'm going to listen to you, and I'm going to do what you bid me to do. But I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk in your purposes in my life. The Bible says, be ye holy and set everything apart for God. See, in this time, we're changing the wording from a reopening on the 21st to reimagine, to reconstruct, to, to be able to look and to see what is God saying to you and me. Reimagine and set everything apart for God. See, so sometimes I don't like change. Sometimes I don't, I don't, with all this going on, I, for 40 years I've been working in a church. I'm still working, I'm still coming in, but the reality is for 40 years I'm used to meeting on Sunday morning, meeting on Wednesday, having appointments. And for a season we haven't had that. Hmm. We don't like change. But let's hear God. Whatever is going on in your life right now, let me just say this to you. Set everything apart for God. Hear Him. 1 Peter chapter 1. <coughs> Excuse me. Verse 15 and 16 says, But as He who called you is holy you also be holy in all of your conduct. How do you do that? You find out God's plan, which we found out God's plan will manifest, and he's got a personal plan for you. You find out that plan, and you set it apart for his kingdom. The Bible says a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up. Just get back up. Just do it. Pastor, man, I've messed up three times. Well, let me tell you, there have been times I've messed up many more times than three times. So allow yourself to understand, <laughs> to rise up. Because the purposes of God are yea and amen. They're there for you. Watch this. You also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. God has given us the ability to walk in this life for his purposes in holiness. Being in Christ, holiness abounds. 
if you're here listening to the message and you've heard what God said to you, you don't know Jesus Christ. You believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Bible says you shall be saved. And you know, the journey begins. Growth begins. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. Our God is perfect and will never do you wrong. We need to find out the plans that he has set. And when we find that out, the plans that he has set, then we make a choice to set it apart for the kingdom of God. Even if people in the kingdom of God, church, work, who are Christians, just really mess it up. Don't worry about it. You're the one that heard God for what you were to do. Continue and walk in love. During this time again, I don't pretend to understand the emotions that people are feeling today. But I'm not pretending. I know my God. And I know how great he is and how perfect he is, how holy he is. And in the kingdom of God, we are to walk in his love. So I say to some of you that are really reeling with this situation, God loves you. We, the church, loves you. And let me make it personal. I love you. Walk in his ways and be blessed. Amen. God bless you. Have an amazing day.